welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. And that will give you access to our social media like Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. And all that jazz Yeah. So, we almost didn't have an episode today because Hannah decided um, she'd take a tumble down some stairs. Yep. A whole roly poly down some stairs. (laughs) A whole flight of stairs. But um, she's fine. She didn't break anything. Luckily, we thought she had maybe like fractured her shin. Yeah. um, Just have an indention. That's about it. Yeah. We think it's okay. She's still in severe pain tomorrow, which she's not right now. But if she is, she'll go to the doctor. But, um... So yeah, but luckily we have an episode for you guys, and this one is going to be a doozy. So right off the bat, I'm just going to give a full disclaimer that this is a very intense episode. If you saw the title and you know what we're Mm going to talk about, a lot of people don't like to hear about this um, case, Mm -hmm. but I think it needs to be talked about also because of the sentencing and the fact where these people are now, um, because... I don't know. I won't get into too much detail, but the ending is not um, satisfying. Satisfying, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, didn't really. I've heard about the story, but it's been a while. Yeah, I, it's been a minute. Um, when you're talking about, it, I'm sure it'll refresh my memory. Yeah, and you kind of heard the ending of it. Yeah, so. it's pretty wild. Case. So, anywho, we're gonna hop right in here because I don't have anything else to talk about. You know, we don't like to chit-chat too much, so here we go. We're going to be talking about uh, James Bulger. This is a two-year-old boy that died by the hands of two ten-year-old boys. And I'm going to kind of start with the boys that killed him, um, you know, and kind of give backstories on them like we normally always do, and then we'll go into whatever... Like, what all happened and all that. So, we'll start with Robert Thomas. He was 10 years old at the time of this, um, at at the time of James's murder. Robert was one of five boys. Five, and then I saw somewhere where it said seven boys. I don't know. I don't know if he he was one of seven brothers or or five, but uh, they were all boys. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, his dad left, apparently, like, his, him and his mom, his dad and his mom were having, like, troubles and his dad was having an affair and he left um the mom the mom for the mistress or whatever Hmm. supposedly he like gave her like five dollars basically or five pounds and uh because this is over in the uk yeah and uh just left and she became a raging alcoholic his mom did Mm. um he would also beat the dad would also beat the mom Mm -hmm. um but once he left yeah, they moved into this really small house. They barely had any money. His mom was, like, a super alcoholic. He missed school so much um, because his mom was pretty much drunk all the time and never around. And so the kids just kind of did whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. So Robert became a thief eventually. Uh, probably He probably started, like, you know, robbing stores for money. Well, it, mm-hmm. Not money. For food, you know, because their, the mom wasn't ever around. So... You know, they needed to get food to eat and stuff like that. So, it probably started off that way, but it finally grew eventually into just being a thief. Like, he would steal things and then 
go outside and either like give them away or just toss them in the trash and then go to another place and steal some more stuff. So it just became like he was just a kleptomaniac at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, his older brothers left the house eventually. So apparently one of his older brothers called um, DHS essentially is what it, what it would be here, but I don't really know what it is in the UK. But he called social services and he was like um, saying that him his mom was abusing him and his mom was yeah. abusive and stuff like that. And so they came and he pretty much turned himself into the authorities and didn't want to live there anymore. <laughs> um, which I guess was a good thing because it got him out of the house. But I don't under- understand why they didn't investigate more into the other children because they saw how much school Robert was missing. So... They always Whatever. do that. They're terrible. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> um, I don't know how the rules are over in the UK, so I, I can't say. Um, but no one out of, like, his friends and neighbors and friends of the mom and stuff like that, nobody ever thought that he could be, like, a killer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The other boy we're going to talk about is John um, Venables. I think that's how you say his last name. So, John, he was one of three kids. His parents would kind of have this on-again, off-again relationship. I don't know if... I couldn't ever figure out if they were married. Um, but, like, they would get into fights and they would separate. And then they'd come back together and just on-again, off-again. His other two siblings, though, they were special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, a lot of attention was devoted towards them, of course, because they are special needs. They had to go to a special school. And obviously, with that, there comes asshole kids and the you know in the yeah i was gonna say universe but whatever in the city that he was living in or or county or whatever that we're making fun of him and making fun of his brothers and sisters so um you know that they he started being bullied um because of that and in school he started acting out as well he acted out so bad to the point where he would like hurt himself he would like spin around and hit walls with his head and like run into walls with his head almost like he was trying to get attention um he would also throw things at teachers destroy property i mean just a lot of bad stuff so he even tried to choke a kid one day um and he was like also abusive to his mom they the the principal called the mom and was like he tried to um choke a kid to death you know basically and the mom was like yeah i've been having problems with him at home like him hitting me and stuff i don't know how old he was at this point but i'd venture to say that he wasn't i mean he was old enough like just and he was a little kid even when he was 10 he was really tiny so snatch that ass up like i don't know i don't know what that deal was but um and i don't know if his dad was really around a lot during that time i'm not exactly sure So he got moved to another school because of this, because he tried to choke a kid to death and just everything that was going on with, you know, throwing things, hitting teachers, all that. So they were pretty much expelled him from that school and moved into another one. Um, And of course, when they did, like all stories go, that's obviously when he met Robert. Um, at this new school, they bonded right off the bat because Robert didn't really have a dad. He didn't really have a dad that was there a lot. He started skipping school with Robert because, you know, I told you Robert was a school skipper. Yeah. They skipped so much school. They skipped 50 some odd days of school. Why and they were the probably in, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Do they're, they're not even 10 yet. They're probably like eight and nine or maybe yeah. they're nine. 
So they're in what? Third grade? Probably. How the flip do you know? Third, fourth grade. Like, I don't understand. I don't get that. Like, I know it's not like now. This is in the 90s. So, I mean, it's not like now where... But I know they had to have contacted parents. Yeah, they parents. would have to have some kind of record. And I think... I mean, if you... When you were in the 90s, did you, like... When you skipped school, they kept up with your, like... Did they call your mom or... I didn't or ever skip school. Never... But I knew kids that did. Yeah. And when they would skip school, um, yeah, like, their parents would get called. And so even that if... Happen? Well, Robert's mom was always drunk she was an alcoholic oh. but even if they could like even john's mom i'm sure they called her and we'll get to it because she knew that she she knew that he was skipping but i don't understand why they didn't call like the police maybe they don't do that there because you know here if your kid misses so many days of school not only do they fail they also they call the truancy officer yeah. and you go to jail because your kid's not in school so i don't know how it works over there but um teachers said that robert was pretty much like a big liar but john he would lie until you pretty much caught him in a corner and then he would tell the truth Mm -hmm. so a month before james goes missing one of the brothers of robert his name is simon he was his little brother um he was at the mall and apparently i don't know he walked to the mall from this little canal area and we'll get to the canal and where that is and all that but he walked to this mall the same mall that James was abducted from, and we'll get there. But he got somebody to call a teacher because, you know, his mom's an alcoholic. She probably wasn't going to come pick him up because if they get a hold of her. So he told somebody to call this teacher that I guess he was close with. And mm-hmm. his teacher came, and she was like, what's going on? You know, he was, he was upset. He was crying. And he said that Robert, his brother, and some other friend, but it wasn't John, um, hit him Robert hit him punched him and then kicked him in the stomach and he Mm -hmm. was just being mean and then he just left him at the canal and he was like sobbing crying this little boy's probably like five or six he's really little and um so after that she was like okay that's really strange you know but nothing ever came of it then he just went back home the day before James went missing Teachers said that John was, like, being really bad that day. They couldn't get him to sit down, pay attention. It sounds like he had ADHD on top of everything else that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed excited about something. Like, he was, like, fidgety, and he was just, like, ready to, like, do something, and nobody could figure out what that was. Now, when they abduct James, we know that, like that was probably what they were excited about because they think that it was pretty much premeditated. Okay. And we'll get to all that How as well. How old are they right now? Ten. Ten. Well, yeah, they're ten at yeah. this time. Wow. Um, so, yeah, That's which ridiculous. is really crazy. So, let's kind of go to James. Um, James Patrick Bolger. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure I am. You know how we are with the last names around here. <laughs> um, he was born March 16th, 1990 to Denise and Ralph. Um, so Denise and Ralph, Denise was one of 13 siblings. So she came from a big family. She was like close to the last kid, mm-hmm. but it was always said that she really wanted kids. She loved kids. She was like the babysitter, you know, for the older siblings. She would always babysit their kids and her nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Um, so, Denise and Ralph, they met. They got married. I think she was like 
19, 18, 19. He was 20. So they were young when they got married. Uh, but they had a their first pregnancy. This was before James. And they ended up going all the, she went all the way to term. She went all the way to the end, like to the delivery. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little girl. And I can't remember her name. I wish I would have wrote it down, but I didn't. But they were having a little girl. They knew what they were having. Like they were in like water broke. I'm delivering, you know. Yeah. They get to the hospital and they um, have, like, in the middle of the delivery, she's pushing. And then the nurse tells her to stop or something like that. She runs out of the room, gets the doctor, runs back. And the nurse and the doctors tell her that her baby is going to be stillborn. Her baby's dead. Wow. So, she's like, at first she doesn't, like really come to terms with it she's like no that's not right because yeah like i just had she just went to the doctor she just had a doctor's appointment like a couple of days before Mm -hmm. and the baby was completely fine and healthy um not really sure why she was stillborn but she was excuse me and um so yeah she has a stillborn baby and then not too long after i think it was maybe a year after or so she got pregnant with James. So, James was like her... Miracle baby. Miracle baby. I mean, this was the baby... Like, once he was born, a lot of people said that she would barely, like, take her eyes off of him. She mm-hmm. would never, you know, go anywhere without him. And rightfully so. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, understandable. So, the day that they decide to go to the mall... This mall is kind of like... It's kind of like a... Not a flea market... It's like an outside strip mall. So there's like um, Target, there's a butcher shop, there's whatever you need. I mean, there's a jewelry store, there's purse stores, like there's everything. So it's like a strip mall, you know, different shops, different things. Um, Her and her sister-in-law decide to go. And in a book, she has a book um, that she wrote, Denise does, about, um, you know, all this and dealing with James's death and stuff like that and uh the book is called i let him go and it's a really good book um it but i read some of the cliff notes and um you know of course i got this from other interviews and newspaper clippings and all that so everything was stitched together but in the book she says that her sister-in-law they were going to um the mall and she was going to get this stroller but they had like a lot of groceries to get so her sister-in-law was like hey she she was standing there and she was like man do i want to take this big bulky stroller i don't know if we're gonna have room if i put this in there you know where we're gonna put the groceries and her sister was like hey don't worry about it don't take the stroller because you're right we're gonna have groceries and shopping and things like that yeah. we're gonna have to put in there it was a friday afternoon so she knew it was going to be busy and she just didn't want to have to like stand there and do all this stuff with the stroller while everybody was waiting and just whatever so she decided to leave it there and she says in the book that that's like one of the things she had to come to like terms with because if she would have taken the stroller and he would have been in the stroller they wouldn't have been able to abduct him Mm -hmm. so that's just something i thought was really heartbreaking um so when they get to the market i believe she's at the butcher shop and she's buying you know stuff that she needs and she's got him. This is how quick it takes for anybody to steal your kid. I mean, much less another kid because they're 10. Yeah. But anybody can snatch your kid up in a split second. 
She was standing at the counter. She had James by the hand. She had her wallet in the other hand. And the woman tells her how much it is or whatever. And she goes to let James's hand go, dig through her purse to get the money, hands it to the lady, looks back down, and he's gone. Wow. Yeah. That's how long, that's how quick it took. Um, so it's split second. So in that split second, she runs, you know, trying to find James. She's looking around. She's frantic. She thinks, okay, he just probably wandered off. He just probably walked off for a second. He's yeah. right around the corner, you know, whatever. I've been in those situations where I couldn't find my kid for like a split mm. second because they like walked around the corner or something and your heart sinks to your ass and you're just like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the thought process that goes through your head. Um, I there... remember one time I couldn't find Adeline, my daughter, um, in that <laughs> we were inside, we were in our own house, but it was when we had just moved into this house and she would go outside at the back by herself some. We have a big fenced-in yard, so I really wasn't worried about it. But I couldn't find her out there. I couldn't find her in her room. And it was in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, where the hell is she? I was freaking out thinking she walked in the front yard and someone, took, someone her. took her or something. But come to find out, she was, like, hiding in her closet. But, um, yeah, so. Kids do that. Kids do that. Um, so that's what she thought, you know. Isn't there footage of the, uh, I think it's on YouTube where they there take There is. Them? So... They start searching the whole mall. Obviously, she tells security guards everything. Like, I can't find my son. I'm freaking out. Blah, blah, blah. So, they start searching the whole mall. Eventually, the police get involved. And at some point that day, they look at the footage from the cameras that are in the mall. CC. The CCTV footage. Mm -hmm. So, this footage is not great. I mean, it's not like now. This is in the 90s. Keep that in mind. So, it's kind of grainy. It's... I mean, you can see it. You can find the footage and the pictures on Google, YouTube, all that. So you can't make out anyone's face. And even if they could, like, these are kids that are walking him out the mall. So they're not in the system. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I bet she wasn't too worried, too. She was probably like, oh, this kid, like, took my kid. Yeah. So whenever the police officers and the mom and dad and everybody, first of all, they interrogate the parents. Obviously, they're going to do that first. They do that. They're free to leave. You know, they're cleared of everything. And so when they finally look at the footage, the mom and the dad and everybody is like, oh, there's like a moment of relief, she said, because they thought, okay, maybe these kids just like took him to go play at a playground or something. Or they're kids. So in in the footage, they actually look younger than 10. They look like they're probably like 7 or 8. I mean, they look really short. They are short. But, well, compared to my 13 year old who's almost six foot tall but um you know they're pretty short for for 10 year olds and so everybody's like okay well maybe they just took james to like their house to play video games or something you know it sounds really weird or because they he they looked on the streets they looked in all the shopping centers close by they couldn't find him anywhere yeah so they thinking okay he's either at a playground or he's at someone's house so what they do is they put it on the tv like the news Mm -hmm. And the mom is begging, like, hey, if you know where our kid is. Then she's thinking, okay, the days went by. So that day's gone, and it's the next day. So now she's thinking, okay, maybe they just left him at, like, a park somewhere. He's probably at a park, freezing, crying, cold. What if somebody abducted him from the park now is what she's thinking. Um, Or I bet she might be thinking that that kid took him to an adult, like the kid. Yeah. was, like, persuaded somehow. 
I would be going to that. Well, that was another thing, I think, is what she said eventually. Because they thought, well, maybe, like, you know, maybe somebody, like, he kidnapped him for an adult for yeah. somebody to sell him into adoption or something like that. Because that was a big thing in the 90s, too. There was a lot of kids being, like, snatched in, uh, for sell for, like, adoption. Birth switching was a huge thing. That was when they started putting the bracelets on the... Like, on the parents in the hospital. So, you mm-hmm. couldn't, like, switch the babies at birth. Wow. Yeah. So, um, two days go by. No one's called in. Nobody has left any tips. There was some assholes, of course, that called Denise. And were like, we've got your baby. We've got your baby. Ugh. But there was no, like, they, no ransom. They didn't tell them anything. So, eventually assholes. they realized that it was a prank call. Which you get a pretty, pretty low to prank call somebody that's trying to find their two-year-old son. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so they look for two days. On the last day, um, I believe it's February 14th. He was found on Valentine's Day. Yeah, because he was abducted mm-hmm. on February 12th. This was February 14th. So... She goes, she, she's been instructed to, like, stay home and, like, try to get some sleep, try to get some rest, but she can't. She doesn't want to. Her husband's out there looking with um, neighbors and stuff like that, but she was just so frantic, and she had not slept in, in days, so the police were like, just stay home. When we find something out, we'll call you. So, little did they know, um, about three miles away, there was some uh, boys, like, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 13-year-old just walking on the, these railroad tracks. Um, this was about about 50, 60 yards from a police station. But it wasn't the police station. It was just a police station. Um, so it was in a different, like, area. Not a different county or anything. Just a different area. Um, so they're walking on the train tracks. And they see this body. Mm-hmm. So they take off running to the police station that's right behind them. And um, that's when they called the other police station that's been searching for James. And they're like, yeah, we found him. So the mom, she finally got one of the lady police officers to um, let her kind of ride around in the car with her to search for James. On the way to go on their search, she hears on the radio, um, I think the radio the person, the dispatch said, you need to turn around. Turn off your radio and you need to turn around and come back. And so, the Denise is thinking, okay, what does that mean? They got my kid. Like, they found him. Yeah. You know, they can't say, they don't want me to know anything. Maybe there's some details they don't want me to know, but they found him. So, they get back to the police station and eventually the police officers walk over there and they tell her, you know, we found James and it's not, it's not good. Yeah. Um, she said at that moment that she, like, blacked out. Like, she doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. She remembers... I think she passed out, actually, is what I've read. And um, when she woke back up, she remembers that there was just police officers standing everywhere. I think a family member had actually told her husband, because they were already out together, and they got a phone call. And uh, one of the family members told her husband. So, they're out, and they're... You know, her husband comes... Consoles her and all that. So, the body of James, 
I'm going to go over what happened to him. Um, full disclaimer, if you do not want to hear it, you yeah. can totally um, skip. skip this part because it's it's pretty pretty intense. So, James's body was found on the train tracks. One brick, or several bricks, were placed on his head, and other bricks were placed on his legs to keep him from being able to move, and he was hit by the train and uh, split in half when this happened. Obviously, he was on the train track so much that the conductor of the train couldn't see it, so, um, and you know, He's two. Keep that in mind. So, he's very small. And, um, so, if in case you're wondering, like, why didn't the train conductor stop and, like, call us in? And that's why. Because they did it intentionally in the center so that way the train conductor couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had also been, his pants were pulled down and there was some mention of, you know, um, sodomization and stuff like that, wow. I believe. Really? I'm pretty sure. Um, I've read... It's conflicting. I've kind of read that there was, and then some things I haven't read that, so mm. take that with a grain of salt. But I do know for a fact that he was um, hit with bricks. What they did was they hit him with bricks, stones, they beat him with a uh, metal bar. Um, mm. So, the autopsy report... They didn't know if he... They do know that he was alive whenever he was placed on the train tracks and the bricks were put on top of him, but they don't think he was alive when he was hit by the train. So he probably bled to death or either his... crushed his skull, the the bricks did. Um, During the funeral, they had still not caught these boys. There was still no... Nobody knew. Like, nobody was... Knew where these boys were. Um, people were constantly putting, well, there were some people, some fucking Karens out there, excuse my language, they were like, well, if you would have been, you know, watching him a little bit better. Like, who the, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would you, why? First of all. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Every parent has accidentally, if you're not And it wasn't even like. if you are. It wasn't even like like a minute. Yeah. It was like. Three, four it's seconds. It's going to happen to you. It's yeah. always happened to every parent. Yeah. You just don't look or something happens or you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Parents aren't perfect. They're yeah. people. It I mean, it happens. happened to me. Luckily, thank God, my kid just decided to walk around the corner. Like, you know, even though she yeah. knows she's not supposed to. But it's happened to me before. Adeline's done it once or twice in a store. And I freak out for a split second and then I find her. Thank God. But, you know, and I'm a pretty damn good parent. so um you know that's that's what i think like it can happen to anybody so for people to say that just pisses me off so bad but other people in the community were nice about it they would place flowers on the train tracks for james um they would also one little girl i think she like sent him her teddy bear or something like that and placed it on the train tracks Mm -hmm. so it was super sweet Little did they know, though, there was also a 10-year-old boy in the area that was laying flowers on the train tracks for this boy. For James. Are you serious? Come to find out, it was Robert who was going and laying flowers on the train tracks um, every day when people started, you know, doing that. So, um, police are still looking for the boys. They know that it's boys, but they don't know, you know who they are because of the footage and they're they're 10 so i mean they're not in the system 
like I said, so they, someone calls, this is crazy. Someone calls the police station and they're like, it's a, it's a mom. And she's like, I think that my son is the killer. And they're okay. like, okay. Uh-huh. So to make a long story short, cause it's kind of a long one and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but mm-hmm. this boy, he came home with like his jacket all dirty and he told his mom he had been at this mall, this particular mall. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, my jacket's dirty. So he was washing his jacket. This boy was like 13 or something like that. I'm not going to mention his name because he was in the press enough. They tried to keep it quiet, but somehow they found out that the police were at this guy's, this boy's house. Mm-hmm. And the media was like out there instantly. And then the dad, like once they get him back to the police station and they interrogate him and all this stuff the dad is like i know you killed this boy like i no, no, no. like he's oh a goodness. dick about it Damn. and come to find out I've after talking so to yeah talking to teachers talking to eyewitnesses this was not the boy plus he was there on thursday and james was ducked on friday yeah so this poor boy went through yeah. all that yeah. <laughs> i'd be pissed at my mom and dad too um and so, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. Um, also, I want to say another thing. I forgot to mention this in my notes, but it's I just remembered it. Uh, there were so many people that saw James walking with these boys. So, after they left the yeah. mall, after they left the mall, they're walking to the canal. They were going to walk to the canal, and they're, what they were going to do was they were going to make James, like, lean over and look at his reflection in the water, and they were going to push him in, and he was just going to drown. Yeah. Like, that was okay. how they were going to do it, like, accidental drowning. I don't know how they go from that to beating someone to death, but whatever. Um, I think what happened was they kind of got mad at him. They were, like, they called him, like, a, a little baby and stuff like that because he wouldn't look over into the water and he was like crying and he was like I want my mommy Um, and all this and so they started beating him up that way is what I think happened or what has said was what happened um so aside from that they're walking and they stop at a store they stop at a store some sort of (laughs) convenience store and this little kid's crying he's saying he wants his mommy and he's got a gash on his head because at this point they had already like hit him a few times, I yeah. think. Oh my God. And the gas station owner or whatever is just like different people have asked them like, oh, who is this? You know, with you. And they're like, oh, it's my little brother. You know, like, mm. oh, it's just my little brother. Yeah. First of all, if Isaac, if I didn't know Isaac, <laughs> my kids, and I saw my, and, and I saw a boy walking with a little girl, little boy, whatever, and he was crying, I'd be like, why the hell is he crying? Where's your mom? Like, yeah. let's get a hold of your mom. I think, I mean, <laughs> I would understand them not asking, like, you know, why are you with him? But I would be like, hey, why are you crying? Like, what's wrong? What's yeah. with your... Because uh, the two-year-old would mind, be like, I want my mommy. Yeah, my I- mind would go to the parent. But even though, you know, because I wouldn't go to the kids because you just can't think. You, you're, I can't even, like, wrap my head around. You're telling me this, and I, like, can't wrap my head around a kid doing that. A 10-year-old? Yeah. So I feel like... If the kid was crying, you need to ask, like, what's going on? What's yeah. wrong? You know, and he would have been like, yeah, my mom. These I don't know these kids and my mom. He mommy. probably would. Yeah, yeah he probably would have said mommy. that. Because it was also said that James. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. let's call 911. It's also said that James was, like, very smart for his age. He was, like, he was a two-year-old that talked like a 
six-year-old, you know, yeah. and he was very intelligent. And so, yeah, I mean, he wasn't just saying mama, dada, and all this stuff, you know. He was walking, talking. Um, so, yeah. A couple of days later, after this boy that was accused, uh, you know, they realized he wasn't the one. They got a tip from a family friend of John's. So, this family friend called in and they said, Hey, I remember seeing John skipping school that day with a guy named Robert. Or a kid, a boy named Robert. Yeah. And, um, he also came home that night, or that afternoon, and he had some blue paint on his jacket. So, what that is, is they actually, I don't know how they found blue paint. I don't know where it was. But they poured blue paint in his eyes, in James's eyes. Oh my gosh. So, he was like, while he was still alive, <clears throat> fully alive. Um, and so, the blue paint got on John and Robert's jackets. Yeah. Which is kind of a good thing, because that was what led, essentially led them to them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they probably wouldn't have... If these kids would have just denied it, they probably would have never had evidence enough to, you know, do anything. So, they, excuse me, so they go to John's house, um, and they go to Robert's house. Uh, Robert, they questioned Robert, and he denied, like, everything right off the start, you know, and he started crying, and he was, but when he started crying, like... They weren't real tears. Like, there was no tears wow. coming out. Um, Sociopath. They search his house, and they find the blue paint on his clothes. At John's house, they tell his mom. <laughs> his mom's a weird one. They tell his mom and that they need to, like, talk to him about this boy and what they've been told. She thought at first that they were there because he was skipping school. And she was like, yeah, see, see. You skip in school all the time, and that's why they're here. And then she mentioned something about blue paint on his jacket. And she was like, yeah, and you got blue paint all over your jacket. And they were like, what? And he was like, the the doctors. The police were like, yeah, we're going to need to see that blue shirt. Like, we're going to need to see that blue jacket. Which they already knew that because the person that called in told Mm -hmm. them that. But still. Um... So, John is crying. He's upset. He says he doesn't want to go to prison. He said, I didn't have anything to do with that little boy being murdered. Robert was the one. They need to speak to him because he's always getting me into trouble, is what he said. John, during... They took him back to the police station, obviously. Parents had to go with him. So, John, while getting his DNA swab sample, he was, like, telling the lady that was doing the whole cheek swab thing. He was like, hey, so can fingerprints stay on a body? And she was like, what? (laughs) He was like, yeah, so, like, if you drag a body, can you get, like, the skin under your fingernails? This little boy's 10. 10. And she was just like, yeah. (laughs) You know, like, all that. Yeah. Um, after interviewing them and kind of getting a timeline together, it became more clear. On Friday, what they did was they skipped school. And when they first get to the mall, they are running, like, around trashing stuff, stealing stuff. They got kicked out of a McDonald's or something like that. They also got kicked out of another store. Um, just being little shits, basically. John was not the first child that they tried to abduct, though. They admit, uh, 
I mean, James was not the first child they tried to abduct. John admits that they tried to abduct one other boy before that. Um, and what they did is they came up to this boy at like a purse store or something like that. The mom was there. And the mom later, after she realizes everything, uh, she said that she first saw these kids like talking to her little boy. And yeah. she was like, okay, that's weird, but whatever, they're kids. And so, then she said, she heard the little boy say, is this the one we need to take? And Aww. she was like, okay. She thought they were going to steal purses or steal something. So, she yeah. was like, okay, I don't want my kids in this environment. Let me get them out. She was like, all right, come on, kids, let's go. And so, they start walking out. Well, then as she walks out, she turns around and she realizes her little boy is not with her. I think this little boy was like one or two. He was really small. I think he was smaller than two. I think he was one. So, she's, like, frantically looking around. She's like, okay, where did he go? So, she's looking around, and she sees these little boys, these two little boys, and they're, like, going, they're, like, crouched down, and they're going, come on, come on, you know, and they're, like, you know, like, playing a game, like, run, like, run to me, and then they would, he would run to them, and then he, they would run back, and they'd be like, come on, run to me some more, you know, trying to lure this little boy out of the store, down the way, um, so the mom sees them and she's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And the little boys just like take off. They like yeah. run away. Okay. So she later on was like, later on this mom says that she wished that she would have said something, but she had no idea that that would have been, yeah, the case. you know, I mean, these are these are ten year old boys. <laughs> this is not something that is, happens every day. If it was day. a grown man, yeah, you'd yeah, yeah, you'd be calling the cops. <laughs> but ten year olds, you're thinking, ah, oh, crazy yeah. kids, get out of here. Um, so then that's when they go to James and they find James and then they pretty much do the exact same thing to lure him out. You know, they talk about, um, I think they, they talk, they talk to him about wanting to like go, either go play video games or go get candy. I don't know, something like that. Mm. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how they lure him. So they kept the media from seeing the kids, Jane, uh, John and Robert, they didn't want the media to, like, because people were sending in death threats because they knew that they had captured them, but they didn't know how old they were. I think people thought they were, like, older kids, like, 15, 16, you know, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So people were, like, death threats to these kids, which mm-hmm. still, I mean, that's ridiculous. But the boys pled guilty at trial. I mean, not guilty. They pled not guilty. And the family during the trial, one of the family mem- like, a lot of people said that, John just kind of was, like, nervous the whole time, and he did cry a few times, but Robert was just, like, unbothered by the whole thing. He was just, Mm. like, irritated and bored that he was there. Then, the families of these kids, I understand that maybe you wanted to try to lighten the mood for these kids and, like, make make a funny joke or something to try to make them smile, but this is a pretty brutal, intense thing. And the family members of these kids were, like, cracking jokes at the trial. Like, not about James, but just anything in general. They were sitting over there while you got one family sitting over here crying, weeping, sobbing the whole time. (laughs) You've Uh, got these other families sitting over here with these two murderer kids. And they're, like, laughing and trying to make the kids smile. And the kids are, like, smiling and laughing, you know. 
and it doesn't really matter what they're laughing about. It's just the point. Like very inappropriate. It needs to be a serious situation. Yeah. If my fucking kid was doing this, first of all, huh. after no. I beat the shit out of him, <laughs> I probably wouldn't even be there. I'd probably have to be like, yeah, I can't support this. So yeah, I'm I wouldn't gonna... be able to. I'd yeah. probably <laughs> just completely desert them. Honestly, yeah, I don't know I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. So I love my kids, but this is like really some yeah. I couldn't look at them crap. the same. I couldn't look in their face like without so thinking about it. The trial was pretty much based on off of whether or not ten year old kids knew what they were doing. Like, could they? Did they? Did they really do this? And like, did yeah. they know the consequences? However, there were forty two blows to James's body with bricks, rocks, iron bars. So, yeah, I don't think that it was, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. It's not like he just... was like, oopsie. Dip, yeah. You know, it's not like he fell off a playground and they were like, oh, God, and they took off running. Yeah. Um, initially, the little boy that they were going to, going to abduct, they did say, they, the boys said that they were going to um, have him walk out into traffic and just get hit by a car. And then they were just going to leave. So, the jury found the boys guilty. This is the part where it gets really, really stupid. I'm trying not to cuss too much. Um, But it's really hard. So, they were found guilty. And the judge, he said some stuff in the courtroom about how this was a heinous crime and it was so awful and blah, 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 blah. But then he only sentenced them to eight years. Eight years for this. The eight years that these kids spent was not in jail. It wasn't in an insane asylum. It wasn't in, like, a padded room with some bars or something, and then all you get is, like, food, and you get to go see outside for a little bit, maybe get some television time here and there. Yeah. It was spent in an institution that's basically, like, better than where they were living. They got to have, they got to play games. They got to eat candy. They got to watch oh TV. They had like hotel style rooms. Yeah. They also got to, after a year of being there, they got to leave every day and like go to like shop or like a playground or something. Yeah. Really fucking weird. Did they get. These kids murdered someone. Exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah. just want to put that out there. They didn't just shoplift or. Did a therapist see them or anything like I that? I believe so, yeah. I believe they did see therapists. They had therapy and stuff like that. They were trying to rehabilitate them, which I get. But at the same time, maybe like the first couple of years, make them like stay in a padded room. I yeah. don't know. Like a punishment. This a is punishment, not a punishment. Exactly. Especially for Robert because he came from like a really poor family and his mom was a drug addict. I mean, an alcoholic. And so, this was kind of better living conditions than what he was in. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I want to be like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> um, Teaching them that if I can do anything and I'll come here, that yeah. okay? Wow. So, after eight years, um, they're 18, the judge said, this is what he said his reasoning was behind it, is because when they were 18, if they would have left... They would have been sent to, like, I think in the UK, they're not sent straight to um, prison at 18. I think you have to be, like, 21 before they send you to, like, the adult prison. Mm-hmm. But they would have sent them to, like, a juvenile pr- prison. Yeah. And then after that, at 21, they would have sent them to an adult prison. Yeah. And he didn't think it was right for them. 
for them to be able to have to do that because of the crime that they committed when they were kids. Whatever. I kind of understand to a certain extent because they are children and but they I don't know. But they had to obviously have known, wrong with them. Yes, they had to have known the consequences of their actions. They did know. They kind of planned this out because of yeah. what they did to his little brother. And they wouldn't try to hide it too. Yeah, what they did to his little brother when they took him to the canal the first time and then what they tried to abduct one kid before James. So, you know, <laughs> pretty sure there's something wrong with them mentally. After nine years of John being out, he got arrested for child porn. He only served a year. Of course he did. Of course he did. Eventually, he was arrested again for his crimes about a year after that or so. Or maybe it was longer than that. I think it was like five years. Who is this, John Um, or Robert? John. John, okay. He was arrested again, but this time he had a thousand pictures of male babies on his computer. And he also shared these pictures... And that's considered rape. It's a a form of rape um, in the eyes of the law. So he was sentenced to 40 months. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. And I don't know if he's in prison. Um, I think he might be out now. But he'll probably go. I think he got arrested again for like shoplifting or something. Like it's just on and off with him. Robert, however, has never offended again. Now, here's where things get even worse. Because you thought, like, oh, that sucks. It gets worse. They're not known by their names of John and Robert. Because when they got out of prison at 18, they gave them an anatomy. Which means they could change their name legally. Um, they could change their everything. Did they clean so, their record? They, uh, yeah. Because oh when they got arrested, gosh. because they're, they're, they gave them an anatomy, which means they're like a totally new person. So, when they got arrested again, there wasn't any, you like... You can't do that, because if they do another crime, you just can't do that. I don't know. Won't... I'm pretty sure that means that they their record was wiped. I should yeah. have looked that up in the UK, if that means that. But if they have a whole new identity, then, yeah, I would think that that means that their records were I think wiped. so. So, yeah. Um, we don't know their names now. Also, if you ever do look them up, like, people in the neighborhoods that they would move to would, like, look them up. And they'd be like, hey, isn't that, like, the guys that, like... So, they would look them up. They would look up their actual name. And they would, like, post it on, like, a community site. Yeah. Those people got arrested for that. Are you serious? Deadass. <laughs> Deadass. Yeah. They got arrested. So, if you post it, like, their actual oh name now, gosh. like, not John and Robert, but if you post their names now... So, they'll get arrested, but the... The people that have literally murdered someone and literally have yeah pictures of pornographic child children John yeah will not get arrested and will only be in jail for for maybe a, a year, year. <laughs> maybe forty yeah. months now Robert um well like I said I don't know what his name is now if you tried to look up his name if you tried to look up uh whatever the I don't remember his last name but if you tried to look up him Robert what did I say his last name was I have shit no idea I don't remember. I suck at last names, guys. Uh, hold on. I barely remember first names sometimes. Robert. I kind of remember James' last name. Thompson. Thompson. So if you try to look up Robert Thompson or John Verabolt or whatever, um, it's not going to pop up anything as an adult. I mean, it's just going to have them as children. So we don't know what they look like now. Um, But good for Robert if he did actually get therapy get you know help. his help that he needed get his life in order um 
John, it doesn't sound like that helped him at all. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, I guess we'll never know which one started it initially or yeah. I don't know why who like it this... sounds like John was more of the angry type than Robert was but yeah. you never know Robert I mean, kind of seemed like he was a sociopath mm-hmm. a little bit yeah he probably was the instigator like hey we should yeah. do this and then John just took it too far yeah cause he was like yeah, um, yeah. I wanna hit something probably yeah. um so yeah that is the story of James Bulger but it is you know he's a two year old boy and yeah. it's just really sad. I feel so sorry for his mom because, mm-hmm. you know, she just, she beat herself up a lot in the book. She also talks about it. And um, she even fights now still to this day to, like, get them off the streets, I guess you could say. Um, especially John, like, when he went to jail for child pornography or whatever. I don't know how they found that out. That was another thing. I'm not quite sure how, I guess through the rumor mill and all that is how they found out that this new person um, was John. They probably kept reposting pictures of them and their names and stuff. I don't know. But um, that's just, it's just sad. But she did, they did have other children. Oh, I remember um, she was pregnant with, she got pregnant during the time that they were looking for James's killer. And a lot of people were like, oh my god, she's just like trying to fill a void. But she said, I think she either got pregnant, yeah, she got pregnant during that time. And she said, no, it wasn't that she was trying to fill a void. And it wasn't intentional. Um, It's just that that was the only thing. And she said that that, having that baby was the only thing that kept her alive. Because she was literally contemplating like suicide. Mm. And if she wasn't for having... Um, if it wasn't for getting pregnant, she said, I would have probably done it. Because there was no reason for me to live anymore. Um, she had already lost one child that she knew was going to be born. And then it was stillborn. And then she lost James. So, But she they have other kids now. So That's good. I don't know if his parents are still together. I think they are. Um, but, yeah. Um, if you, you know, have kids, please watch them. I am pretty anal about watching my kids. Yeah. Um, I don't usually let them go anywhere or do anything. My kids don't ever go to anybody else's house, that's for sure. I'm weird about that. Um, they have, but I just have to really know the person. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. And my son is 13, so he doesn't really go many places. But I think that's it. We're pretty much done. Um... We hope that you guys were very informed by today's episode. I'm not going to say that you liked it because there's nothing to like about yeah. this episode. It's, it's a hard one. Um, maybe next week we'll try to do like... More uplifting like aliens or ghosts or something. <laughs> more uplifting demons. Let's just... Yeah, demons. Possession. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, we'll try to do something probably like that. Probably in the realm. We'll post on Twitter to see what you guys want to um, talk about. Um... But yeah, so we will see you guys later. We hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.